Now we turn from there to the gospel reading for today from the Gospel of John, chapter 10, beginning in the first verse. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he's brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow them, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus gives us a vivid picture in the Gospels, a vivid picture uh, in this text today of what it means to be a follower of God, what it means to be in Christ. A picture that the Bible has been painting from the Old and New Testament, a picture now finally fulfilled in Jesus. And yet in verse 6, it says the disciples didn't get it. And so let's come to the God's Word today and see what does it mean that we are the sheep. What does it mean that he is the good shepherd? And what does it mean that he gives us abundant life? Preacher Dr. Larry Penton gives us a list of hymns that he says there's a hymn for every profession. The weatherman's hymn, there shall be showers of blessing. The contractor's hymn, the church's one foundation. The tailor's hymn, holy, holy, holy. The optometrist's hymn, open my eyes that I may see. The IRS agent's hymn, I surrender all. The pilot's hymn, I'll fly away. There's more here, but I'll stop. I think that's enough dad jokes on this Mother's Day. But I share this list with you so I can say this. So often, even in our relationship with God, we make it about us and who we are instead of who Jesus is, the good shepherd. This vivid picture that we get tells us that sheep are important to be sure, but the centerpiece is Jesus, the good shepherd, and what he has done and he is doing. So often we just kind of sprinkle in a little God here to this part of my life and a little Jesus over there. No. What we discover in the relationship between sheep and shepherd is that it's comprehensive. Comprehensive. The, the shepherd does everything for us. And in response, we follow him. Let's take a look at what it means to be sheep first. We sheep are often clueless. Clueless animals are sheep. They are unaware of oftentimes the danger around them. They'll be going after what they want. Oh, there's good grass over here. I'll go there. Oh, there's this thing I want. I'll go after that over here. And that single-mindedness, while it can be good at times, can also get sheep and get us into trouble because they and we lack the bigger picture of what's actually going on. 
And as we go after just what we hunger for, we end up missing our deeper reality, our deeper need. In this secular age, as if you heard me talk about Charles Taylor several times recently, and he writes about the buffered self. The buffered self in his writing is about the idea that the only thing that I think exists and, and is what I can touch, see, or experience. My reality is shaped about and around me. And when I do that, I'm buffered from the larger, transcendent, greater things that are of God, the holy other who's at work in and around us. We miss that altogether when we're laser focused on just what we're hungering for. Friends, when we do that, then we become self-centered and it becomes a world about us. But when we come to the Good Shepherd, we get a whole different perspective, a whole different picture on what life is about. When it's just about us, then when we go through hardship and difficult times, it seems like we'll never get through it. We'll never be able to get to the end of this. A friend of mine writing about perspective on his Facebook page this last week, and I asked his permission if I could share it, and he got it from elsewhere, talks about having a perspective. He writes, if you imagine being born in 1900, when you were 14, World War I began and ended on your 18th birthday with 22 million people killed. Later that year, the Spanish flu epidemic hits and it runs until you're 20 with some reports up to 50 million killed. And then when you're 29, the Great Depression begins. Not to mention when you're 39, World War II begins. And then by the time you're 62, you've got the Cuban Missile Crisis. And when you're 75, it's only then that war has finally ended after the Vietnam War has come to the end after 20 years. All of this includes millions of deaths. Think about the hardship that they faced. Imagine, though, if you were born in the year 2000 and you've now faced 9-11 and this pandemic and who knows what else will come. Or how about those who were born in the year 1500 or the 1100. Every generation has faced hardship. And what I want to say to you, fellow sheep, is let's have some perspective because all of those in Christ have had a good shepherd who has held their hand in the dark and seen them through, and he will see you through, and he will see us through as we follow him. Now, this is not to say that there aren't, as the scripture tells us, enemies prowling. And the enemy, the evil one, Satan, wants to steal, kill, and destroy our lives. Now that's completely counter, as we hear in the text today, from a good shepherd. A good shepherd described in the Greek word kalos as good, noble, excellent, beautiful. Counter to klepto, the thief. Instead of taking life, Jesus wants to give us life. And so we sheep, we might have a, a limited perspective, but we do. And now let's go to the good shepherd here, have a good shepherd that has his shepherd's crook to pull us in when we're lost. 
to come after us when we wander away. When our sin has separated us, he has become the door to come into eternal life. He has laid down his life so that we might have life. Other commentators have said, it's interesting that anytime a shepherd would have died, the flock would have been lost. And not this one, when this shepherd dies, who then rises again, it actually saves his sheep. Friends, we have a good, noble, beautiful shepherd who is coming after us, who's walking through every hardship with us, who wants us to take our eyes off of us and turn it towards him. And when we do that, when we do that, what we'll see is life and life abundant, life abundant. Because he has, as one commenter to put it, constant vigilance, fearless courage, and patient love for his flock. These necessary characteristics of the shepherd are, of course, Jesus' characteristics. He comes after us. This gate and this door that Jesus provides, that it was common for the shepherds to lay in front of the pen so the, 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 the predators could not get in and the sheep could not get out. So this door, which is Christ's door into life, tells us today, good sheep, that he is for you. And the, and the way that the for you is written here in Greek is to show that it's his whole life for you. He put on flesh and came among us for you. He died for you. He rose again for you. This tells us that us sheep have value and significance. And we know that even further by the way that the shepherds knew their sheep. They even gave them nicknames. I wonder what kind of nickname God has given you and I based on their personalities or, or the way they looked. And Jesus, Jesus knows you. He knows you by name. And in knowing you by name, that means you belong. You have intimacy with God and a relationship with him. And he sees when you've wandered off. Just like the mother who went after her daughter and after she'd wandered off, and I shared this story with you from Max Licato's book, No Wonder They Call Him Savior, a couple of years ago. But this daughter had wandered off and this mom was diligently looking for her daughter. Never did she find her, but her daughter found a flyer that her mom had left and recognized her mom's picture. Her mom's image drew her in. The good shepherd's image draws us in after he comes after us. Dear sheep, we have a good shepherd and he has not come to take away our life, not to steal it, not to destroy it, but to give us life and life abundantly. That's not fill, just filling our bellies. That's not just filling our piggy banks. That's not just filling up our accolades or our resume. It's something more. This kind of abundance is fulfilled and a God who knows us and gives us belonging, intimacy, and now mission and purpose. So that now having this incredible relationship, we can't help but become the sheepdogs to go and gather others in, to meet and come to know this good shepherd. This good shepherd whose voice we know because of his love. This voice that speaks to us with the words of life. 
You know, every other major religion, their leader, as one pastor put it, died and left us his teachings. Jesus died and rose again and left us himself, a relationship with God. You know, there may be social consequences to us being the sheepdog for Jesus. You know, Larry Hurtado writes about it. In the first century, he says, there were all kinds of social consequences for folks becoming and following Christ. But one thing that kept them there, that one thing that, that kept them going after this good shepherd and receiving what he had to offer was this relationship. That's the abundant life. It's from klepto, that is stealing life. Satan wants to do and the lies that he wants to tell you to the good shepherd, Kalos, this good, beautiful shepherd who has good, abundant life for you from death to life. Friends, we are a sheep in need of a shepherd and he will walk us through hard times, good times, and call us and bring us into his fold. And he will lead us there. Let us follow. Amen.